As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Welcome to Sound Off, Keith Murphy alongside John Sears. Yes, I do have a cold, <laughs> but no way I would miss this show tonight. So excited to be here. And would like to hear what you have to say, your chance to sound off all night. We've cleared out some extra space for callers tonight for talk about this great game we saw. What a game yesterday in Ames. Instant classic, as we like to call it, just a fun one at Jack Trice Stadium. The Cyhawk Trophy stays in Iowa City. Iowa beats Iowa State for a third straight year, 44-41 in overtime. The number to call is 515-282-9010. What a game. What's your takeaway from the Cyhawks shootout? Offense, defense, special teams, Emir Mar Smith-Marset, the wide receiver, Iowa State, Iowa. You call us, 282-9010. Sound off on the Cyhawks showdown right now. Hmm? That was awesome. It's not often something exceeds hype. There's LeBron James, Tasty Tacos, and this year's Cyhawk game. That's it. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, take a bow. That was a straight blast. Iowa and Iowa State hope to play more important games, but there is no chance they will play one that matters to more people in our state. You think thousands would show for an RVTV Cy Frog Street Party? What about Gopher Hawk? It is Iowa's Super Bowl, and by that I mean state of Iowa and the people who live here. Kirk Ferentz left no doubt the team out east wanted to win just as badly as Matt Campbell and the guys in Ames. The Hawks won because they made more clutch plays, and the Cyclones lost because they did not finish the final step in Campbell's culture change. But the two combined for the best Cyhawk game I've ever seen. 2011 had more overtimes and 2002 better teams. But for overall quality, this one topped them all. Stars? We had stars. Nate Stanley did not play perfectly. He threw deep balls like Uncle Rico. But when it mattered most, Stanley came clutch. First Hawkeye quarterback in 30 years with 300-plus yards and five touchdowns. Jacob Park made one costly mistake, but he's the most accurate Cyclone quarterback we've seen since Seneca. Park's pulse 
stays low. He can throw four touchdown passes, then pack a lipper, head to the postgame, and answer reporter questions. Akram Wadley has more moves than Bruno Mars. Wadley left several Cyclone jocks in his wake. Then there's David Montgomery. He runs like a beast, no regard for human life. Montgomery ran through Josie Jewell. Cyclone receiver Alan Lazard had two touchdown catches and one perfect game summary. Um, I think everyone out there played the balls off today. Print the t-shirts and keep the series. We may never see a better rivalry game than the 2017 Cyhawk Instant Classic, but we should never stop trying. Keith, if that's the type of Cyhawk drama we get every year, sign me up. That is what a rivalry game should be, blow for blow. One team staggered, then rallies to stagger the other. The top three things said to me this week on RVTV were, love the tubing video. Hey, what's up, Andy? <laughs> And what do you think is going to happen in the game? It's funny how everything I thought would be a key to the game didn't come true. I thought Iowa's D would be the difference, especially the D-line. Instead, the D was shredded, and Iowa State's O-line played pretty well. I wondered how ISU's D-line would handle Iowa's beef on the offensive line. Cyclones did fine, better than I expected. Iowa State came in with the heralded receivers. They were great, but did have some drops. No one expected nine Hawkeyes to catch a pass and catch more passes than Iowa State. I knew Jacob Park would sling it. He did. No one expected Nate Stanley to keep pace. He did. 333 yards and five touchdowns for Stanley in just his second career start. As good as he was, he could have been better. And watching social media throughout the game, it was clear. If Iowa lost, Stanley was going to be the scapegoat. Not the defense that gave up big play after big play, but Stanley. Yes, he missed some deep throws, but you know what's also clear? Iowa has receivers that can separate and get open, something they clearly missed last season. Timing and touch, once Stanley figures that out, watch out, we might actually be talking about a potent Iowa offense. Good summary, Andy. Hey, that's, that, that's still better than, than my best. Uh, you know what I kept hearing? What? You're better looking in person. Oh, yeah. You, you got that a lot. Which, I know. Which means right now you're on TV, so. Looking ugly. People are thinking like, man, man that guy's man, ugly. He needs, he needs some makeup on. Yeah, he, he's looking older <laughs> and uglier. All right, let's get it started here. 2A2 We'll let you talk because uh, I'm not that pleasant to listen to right now. Zach and Ames, what would you think of the Cyhawks showdown? Oh, man, what a game. Disappointed the Cyclones lost, but how about David Montgomery? Can we talk more about him? That is one incredible performance. I posted something on Twitter just a little bit ago. Uh, as the Hawkeyes were running to grab the trophy, Akram Wadley went over, gave some props to David Montgomery. That's two future NFL running backs. I truly, truly believe that. I think both of them will be playing in the NFL. Montgomery, we are seeing why he was given the starting job. He's got speed, <coughs> he's got moves, and he has power to run people over. He was great. I was sitting in the, uh, the press box next to the other Andy, the one who used to host this show. <laughs> And we kept looking at each other and going, did you see Montgomery run over another Hawkeye? I mean, he just would not go down. If you're a football player, he's the kind of football player you respect. And yeah. don't lose sight of this either. Akram Wadley, who's got those great moves, the hesitation, the shake, 
This one right got, here. He got physical a couple times, too. Yes, face mask couldn't even pull David Montgomery Yeah, the, the final touchdown run from Wadley when he, he broke away from landing a little bit, caught the pass, yeah. juked out three or four guys, and then showed the power to roll into the Didn't end zone. Didn't go out of bounds. Man, th this was, these were two great running backs. These guys played their hearts out. There was a lot of talent on that field, much of it young. Tyler's in Des Moines. Tyler, what's your takeaway from the Seahawk Classic? Tyler, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say that I honestly, the field game victory was a lot better to me. But this resonance is classic, and I'm looking to see a lot more from Mason Stormer, hopefully for a couple more years at least. Charles in Des Moines, hopefully we can understand you better. Charles, go ahead. I just want to say that I felt my camera coached a great game. Except he managed to sit up last quarter, but he pulled his horses back. And they lost some momentum, and I think that cost him the game. Here comes Wadley right here, and this is after the Parker Hesse interception that really kind of turned the tide. But look at this run from Wadley. I mean, he does that little stutter step, and then he's powering into the end zone. I thought there was no way he was getting into that end zone. That's right. That's me right there in the corner. I thought, all right, he's going to be stopped about the yeah. 20. They're going to have to, you know, keep it rolling. But he somehow he found the end zone. I'm still not sure how. It's one of the great plays in Cyhawk history. We'll see that as long as this game is played. I was just so impressed with the effort of both teams, um, both offensive coordinators, Brian Ferentz and Manning, Manning. Uh, uh, called good games. I did think Iowa State got a little conservative when they had the ball with three minutes to go yeah. and a chance to a couple first downs, and they win the football game, and they had uh, two runs and like a short pass didn't work. And, but, and the thing we talked about after the game, 41. when it's 44-41 in overtime, you kind of expect a box score that says three interceptions, three fumbles, you know, lot, lots of turnovers. This was one interception that led to one field goal. This was a very clean game yeah, all Parker the way around. Yeah, Parker Hesse dropping back into coverage. It was yeah. a great pick, great play. Uh, Park's only big mistake, but it was a costly mistake. Game could have gone either way, but credit to Iowa. Made more of the big plays at big times. Uh, Les in Des Moines. Les, go ahead. Hey, Keith. John, how you guys doing? It's Les. Good. How you doing, man? We're doing good. Good to hear from you, Les. We had a game that lived up to the hype for once. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I was at the game. I was announcing for KUR in sports. Uh, I mean, Ames. But, uh, man, I just want to talk about Akram Wadley. That guy was fantastic. Uh, just moving left, moving right. More, more moves than Bruno Mars. Um, but yeah, it, 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 was so, it was so difficult for the Iowa State defense to just get a hold of that guy. And in my opinion, he was a difference maker for Iowa and really opened up the passing game for Vandenberg um, and, and, and all the other receivers. But I just, you know, just want to say Akram Wadley, man, major props to him. I, I enjoyed calling the game and just watching them play. Well, I'll bet you did, because this was a great game to call. Thank you, Les. And this is why we have this game. It, it, was, it was just a treat for everyone. I know it's more fun to be a Hawkeye tonight than it was a Cyclone. And I know Cyclone fans are tired of being close and not quite getting it done. But I think any reasonable person sees this program heading in the right direction. I think oh, yeah. Hawkeye fans know it, too. Yeah, they, they do know it. And Les mentioned Wadley. You know who else uh, had trouble with Wadley? Iowa State's not the only one. Jabril Peppers struggled a lot last year, got shook at least two or three times by Akron Wadley. So this is nothing new. Uh, but he puts on a show. Both of these teams put on a show. And I think right now, even though Iowa State lost, Cyclone fans are thinking, we're ready for the rest of this season because you look at the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, are you scared of anybody? 
No. Man, great video. Baylor, Texas, no. I mean, they're ready for this. I, th I think they're going to have a good season. These are terrific highlights. You, Sam Lozada, Michael Admire, and uh, just an electric Jack Tri Stadium, which has become a big-time venue. Time for lookalikes with a local connection. Old Spice judges Chris Crandall says, Nate Stanley looks <laughs> not like Steve Dace, but rather the late child. He's late, the late child actor, right? Corey Haim has passed, I, I think, so, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Corey Haim, Old Spice. Yeah, no, I, I see Dace more than Haim. I see a little Dace in there, yeah. ISU quarterback Jacob Park looks Whoa. and sounds like Ali G, according to Andy in Urbandale. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Ali G have a lipper in? The open end zones, the small crowds, the completely blank facades. Does anybody miss the old Jack Trice Stadium? You might be surprised. It's What's Bugging Andy next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Melanie writes, if ISU has to take a loss, that's the kind of loss it should be. Saw some great football. Time to move on and focus on the Big 12. Don't forget Akron this weekend. Iowa Eagle writes, both sides should be ecstatic. Stanley played well after a few misses. ISU's offense is explosive. Wadley has NFL talent. Rivalry great again. We will get back to your calls in just a few minutes. But first... Jack Trice Stadium provided a great venue for a great game. But the Jack used to lack, and now the upgrades are what's bugging Andy. Those of you who hadn't been to Jack Trice Stadium in a while got a treat this weekend. That place is looking better than ever. And the ongoing construction of the Ryman Gardens Plaza in the South parking lot promises it's going to get even better. Now, this place has become a legitimately good stadium, not just for Ames, but for college football in general. And that's a good thing, right? Mostly. The problem is, the nicer things get, the more exclusive they get. And that is not all good for all fans. It used to be that you could wear a Big Bird costume to the game and not worry about obstructing anyone's view. Now it's packing in 61,000 fans. It used to be the media parking was in 50 feet of the gate. Now we've been pushed out way out to make way for the donors who will pay top dollar for those spots. Heck, so is everyone else who once paid little or nothing for the spots immediately around the stadium. If you want a good spot now, you, know, you have to buck up like never before. Parking, tickets, concessions, they're all more expensive than ever, and it's all because of that one little pain in the butt technicality called capitalism. Supply and demand. If it's hard to get, we will try harder to get it. What's really scary to those of us who've enjoyed the Wild West atmosphere that used to be Jack Tri Stadium is that all of these improvements, all of this increase in demand has happened over a decade where the Cyclones have averaged just four wins a season. <sighs> what happens if they start winning? Things could get really bad. I'm Andy Fails and that's what's bugging me. David Montgomery is the real deal. What do you think? The Cyclone offense 
have enough to find six wins on that schedule, bowl bound. Sound off at 515-282-9010. Your live calls are next. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Tim writes, much closer than last year. Good game by both teams, and both teams will have good seasons. Stanley does need to work on his downfield accuracy, though. Iowa probably wins by two scores if he does not overthrow three touchdowns. <laughs> Doug writes, the best Iowa ISU game I've ever seen. This game was a slugfest down to the finish, and as I told my buddy who was watching with me, whoever gets the ball last is going to win. That's exactly what happened. Go Hawks, and good luck to ISU the rest of the way. Who is in your five? Some of my favorite RVTV behind-the-scenes photo. Number five, did not enjoy this. This is from uh, Slater, a uh, gorilla who is drinking a Budweiser. Kissed me, didn't need that. Only in Slater. Only in Slater. Number four, this guy in Slater yeah. walked up to Sam, our photog, and said, shotgun this beer, baby. I mean, pretty much. He was demanding. demanding. Yeah, he yeah. was demanding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll leave out whether Sam took the challenge. Number three, uh, sharing a bed with Sipker. Now I prepared. I, I brought a blanket. Yeah, a nice blanket, fl like fleece blanket. Sipker brought nothing and then had to sleep with a towel, but uh, we didn't get much sleep anyway. Uh, number two, John. None of us who are there will be over this anytime soon. Uh, you with the dad bod. The I shaving, support dad bod. Using the microwave. Someone else, else was in the bathroom that had the mirror. I, I needed to shave. I, I used the microwave. Had a deadline. I, I fully get it. support dad bod. And number one, uh, just, hey, relax, Ed. I mean, the, <laughs> look at his face. These cheerleaders seem friendly. <laughs> I mean, they. this is Boone, and yeah. they, I think they're happy to be there with Ed, and he seems stressed. Ed's a good guy. Yeah, yeah just I, relax. I, I, relax, Ed. Relax. Yeah. All right, Connor is in Ames with a thought. Connor, go ahead. Hi, I just wanted to say uh, great Hawks W this weekend in Ames. Been an Iowa fan my whole life. Wadley dominated on the ground. Easily looked good through there. Stanley outplayed Park with five touchdowns, more completions, and it's just another great year. Sending the trophy back home in Iowa City where it belongs. And good luck to the real team out east in Akron. And uh, Boom, drop the mic after that. Yeah, yeah. I, Stanley, um, Stanley won. I don't know that he outplayed Park, but he did, uh, he, he did have five touchdown passes, including the big one. Park played well, but he'd made a mistake and Stanley yeah, didn't. So maybe it's the, fair the to only say thing you could say is that Park had the one interception, which really kind of turned the momentum. Yeah, he doesn't have that pick. Iowa State probably they wins might, the game. They'd likely win the but game. But it was a great play but by they, they both. I mean, they're 347, 333, four touchdowns, five touchdowns. I mean, it's dead even. But that's making plays. There's about yeah. three different times you can say, he doesn't make that play, Iowa State probably wins the game. But those guys made those plays. Yeah. Uh, Adam is in Des Moines. Adam, what do you think? Good morning. Or good evening, Keith. I really enjoy the show. This is a point of view from an educated Hawkeye. I believe uh, John Miller is correct that this game should never be played. Simple fact is we dropped in the, in the voting polls by beating Iowa State. We should play two cupcakes in a national game, similar to West, what, what Wisconsin and Nebraska do. 
So playing this game is a total lose-lose situation. It is not. I, I could not disagree more passionately than I do. Let me just ask you, we won't debate this all night because it's a limited show, and I, I respect that you and John and others have that opinion, but this was so great for our state. We saw it all week. This was a fantastic game. Everyone cared. Um, it was 44-41. to 41. Let me ask you this. When Iowa beat a a bad Iowa State team two years ago and went 12-0. and Did that win over Iowa keep, win over Iowa State, did that keep Iowa out of consideration for the national football playoff? No. If almost. Be, no, you, no, it you and I both know if that they it, had was, beaten, it was an almost. If they had beaten Michigan State, they would have gone to the college football playoff. You trying to true. tell me beating North Texas does more for Iowa than beating Iowa State? Two cupcakes and a big home and away. That, that's the way Iowa succeeds and moves on as a program. Iowa State holds us back. I, I, don't, I don't agree. I think that's condescending. I think that you have plenty of games on the schedule that if Iowa does well enough in those games, you can have all your dreams come true and play this game that is fantastic for our entire state. And look what you experienced yesterday. How great was that? It was it was a, a very nerve-wracking. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you. Let me clarify one thing, too. You said John. Clarify and say John Miller. Many people probably thought you, you were saying. Yes, I, he had referenced yeah, John He referenced, but, yeah. but then when you were saying you said John, many people thought maybe you thought you were talking about me. I don't, I don't believe this game should go away, so I, I love it as well. All right, Sears, John Sears, not John Miller, John Sears led a tour of Lake Panorama that was kind of hard to follow and not the smoothest television we've ever seen. Good try, good effort. Uh, when we come back, Ooh. more from RVTV and the big game. Email us anytime, sound off at whotv.com. Would have really liked to win that game, but it was worth it. Fourth and one was the best play call in a long time. Very gutsy. Nice work, Campbell. Now finish the next one, Jay and Ames. For once, Iowa is happy to beat Iowa State, not because they would be embarrassed to lose to the Cyclones, but because they earned a hard-fought victory over a quality team. That's from Decker in Altoona. And a couple things I saw on Twitter tonight, people mentioning Emir Smith-Marset, the wide receiver. Not talked about a lot, but man, what a game for him, that true freshman. Yes, because he's a true freshman, he could not speak we can't to talk the media to him, yeah. uh, after the game or even this week. Over under, Wilson's overrated. Wilson, the volleyball and castaway. I mean, Tom Hanks does all he can, but the volleyball just sits there. Doesn't really help him very much. Underrated, Ed Wilson, RVTV superstar. This Wilson does it all. Energy of 10 men. For sure. Let's go to Dan and Urbandale. Dan, uh, what'd you think of the big game? <laughs> Oh. Winner of the Cyhawk series for another year, University of Iowa guys. One minute, baby. That was really aggressive. I thought that was Dan. Yeah, at first I did, I'm like, I did whoa, too. he's bringing the energy. Man, all right, now all right. Dan. Sorry, tiny ref. <laughs> yes, we we see you now, Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Um, as a as a lifelong Hawk fan, this game really made me nervous this year, and I felt like Iowa State actually outplayed the Hawks. Um, their receiving core at Iowa State is an elite group, and I feel like they have they're on the uptick. Um, love love the Hawks, but man alive, the Cyclones more than delivered, and I I really look forward to them um, 
having a, having a great future. It sounds odd to say, but I, I thought the Iowa State defense was better than I expected. They did make some good stands. Uh, Ellen in Webster City, you'll have the final call here tonight. Hello. I just had to call and tell you I've seen you in Jefferson and I've seen you in Webster City. And this is the first time this old lady almost had a heart attack during the game. <laughs> well, we're glad you didn't. Yeah, my, glad, glad you could still join us. Thank you. Uh, that will do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. RBTV Ballers.